DJ PK and City Boren joining us, sports reporter for the Washington Post. She joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Cindy, good morning. Good morning. So, so many questions. <laughs> College football. And no answers. <laughs> right. College football is such a big deal here because we don't have an NFL team. But we have multiple mm-hmm. college football teams and now... All but one have been shut down by their conferences. Uh, Big Sky, Mountain West, and Pac-12. So I think people are curious, why are the conferences not all on the same page? When you ask that question, what answers do you get? There's no leadership. Uh, or, or maybe there's too much leadership. There are all these different medical, <clears throat> excuse me, each conference has a different group of medical people that it's listening to. It has different administrators it's listening to. Some of them are more backgrounded in science, epidemiology, some of them in finance. Um, and, the, and of course, there's the enormous pressure of, of finances. Uh, you know, nobody wants to see football go away. It feeds all the other programs. And of course, we all like football. Uh, there's just no real cohesive leadership, and you have kind of an imbalance among the conferences. You have the Big Five, and then you have everyone else, and you have, where's the NCAA in this? Uh, there, there really is no leadership from the top there. So you live in an interesting community back there in the D.C. area because, you know, you've got the, obviously you've got Big Ten with Maryland up the road, Virginia's down the street, so to speak. So you got a lot of different things going on there, and you got this one conference over here that says we're out, and uh, I haven't heard the ACC, and, and then by extension, you know, we got the Big 12 and the SEC. Have any right. feeling, I, I, they can say that where we're, we're going to go ahead, as long as they don't say we're out, they can't really say we're going to go ahead and for sure play because we don't really know. But do you have any indication as far as the actual ability to be able to have them play? Because they haven't said they're not, so just assume for a second that they're going to. But do we really know that they will actually get out on the field? We don't. And I know one thing that has just put a a real uh, reality check on all of their thinking was the the studies about cardiomyopathy, um, uh, myocarditis, I believe it is, as a complication of uh, COVID-19 cases. Nobody wants to see that. You know, that is a real uh, a real game changer for them. They looked at that. They understand now that that's something that even a young athlete like the Red Sox pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez, he's 27. He came out with myocarditis. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's something that they don't want to think about in, uh, in terms of liability. So the conference commissioners who shut it down feel like they're caught between their, their medical people telling them not to and their lawyers telling them, listen to the medical people. Is that really how the dominoes fall? And if they fall for these other leagues, that's how they fall? I think it probably is. Uh, I, I think there's enormous pressure in the South. And I take uh, Nick Saban's point that sometimes you look at, at athletes and they're especially young athletes, having been young once, uh, you're probably better having more structure. You know where to be at a certain time. You're going to be tested X number of times uh, a day or a week. 
you're probably going to be safer in some respects in that bubble, even if it's not a physical bubble. Uh, but you're living in a, on a campus, you're living in a dorm, or you're living maybe at home. You're going home at times. You're going back into a community. You're going back into a home with other members of your family who might be vulnerable. So, you know, it, I wish there were, I think if there's one thing we've learned with the coronavirus over all these months, there's, there just aren't any easy answers to, to how to handle this. And the easiest answers were four months ago and, you know, America shut everything down and here we are again. I, my thinking was, I think college was looking at, at pushing it to next spring, in, you know, with the big, big uh, 10 and Pac-12, but do you think we're going to be farther along next spring? I'd have thought we'd have been farther along in five months. So I, I'm I'm just not optimistic, and I, and I think everyone else, as much as I don't have an answer, I don't think anyone does. So since you have the ACC in the backyard, do you think they're just going to mm-hmm. try to make a go of it, or do you think they'll call it off? My guess is they'll call it off, and that's just purely a guess right now. I think the SEC will try to try to play. Um, uh, maybe that will influence them. You know, the Big Big Twelve and the SEC. Uh, if those those two played, they'd probably jump in. But I think they're probably going to wait and take their cues from those conferences. You know, you talk about the lack of national leadership, and it's every conference for itself. And I'm curious. If you've gotten a good explanation from any ACC people, the ACC clearly thought that there was value in playing these in-state rivalry games, and so they okayed 10 conference games and one non-conference game, and it was clearly set up to preserve Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Florida, Florida State, and Louisville, Kentucky, and Clemson, South Carolina. And then the SEC, who we all view, especially on this side of the country, we view the SEC as all in on college football, the most money, the most pride, the biggest, just more, the most hype, and the SEC said no. What the heck did they do that for? I'm not really sure. The, the commissioner is interesting. He has been at odds with um, some of his coaches. I, I'm not sure what really is going on there. I, I do know that they're talking to one another, but you know, time's wasting. Maybe they can push back until October. Uh, you know, a little bit later, push the start back a month, six weeks, eight weeks. But, um, but again, there just still hasn't been a consensus. At some point, someone will make a decision, and then everything else will fall into place. I think that's one thing we've seen in sports uh, throughout the coronavirus pandemic, is that someone makes a decision, and then everything else falls in line. And look at um, the uh, the way the NCAA tournament fell apart with the Ivy League and then the Big Ten. Uh, that's just the way it seems to go. If there could be any form of silver lining on this, how about if the other three big conferences, and there's a couple other non-Power 5 conferences that might want to play, how about their players and their coaches, particularly the young kids, that with this startling development of two power conferences not playing in the Mountain West and so forth, that it really puts them on notice to not break the protocols that we've been told to do as far as what is best to make sure the social distancing and whatnot. So 
these kids, at least if we go forward, they should know better at this point, right? Oh, have you been young? (laughs) (laughs) I can't Uh, remember. (laughs) I must have been. I know. I know. And did you go to a party in college? (laughs) Uh, Don't Uh, answer that. You don't have to answer that. (laughs) Yeah, just about six times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think it's really, really difficult. You know, I'm... I've read all the information. I'm careful, and yet sometimes I find myself doing things, you know, going out without a mask or something. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, you know better than this. And I then I stop and think what it what I would have been like at that age. And I, you know, it just takes it just takes one or two athletes to to go out. Look at the Cleveland Indians. Not that they've had widespread testing, but you know, a couple of their athletes went out. Uh, went out with friends in Chicago. It it just takes a couple of people. It's, the reason it's worked so well for the NBA and so far for the NHL is because they're locked down in a bubble. You can't really do that with college college sports. Cindy Boren joined us, sports reporter for the Washington Post. As much as everyone's watching college football, what is the vibe in that area around the NFL team and around the NFL's ability to make a full season happen? I think people are skeptical about a full season. Um, I think people understand uh, a little bit like baseball. There will be uh, there will be stops. There will be moments when certain teams uh, have a widespread positive testing, or you know, a half dozen or several tests, positive tests, and the NFL will have to adjust. Or they'll have to move, it, move cancel a non-conference uh, opponent, something like that. The NFL has the possibility of pushing back as well. Uh, the NFL can push its season back. The NFL has that luxury. The NFL also has, of course, unlimited money. <laughs> and a couple of teams, like the Cowboys and the Saints, have already started uh, their own kind of mini bubbles. They've created at, uh, hotels during training camp or what passes for training camp. And I wonder if maybe more teams won't won't try to do that. But it's hard to do with 1,500 athletes. And, you know, remember, not all of them are making uh, the kind of money that uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is making. So uh, I just think uh, the NFL, like baseball, is just going to proceed full speed ahead no matter what. There's too much money in it otherwise. And, of course, that's the driving force for all of this. So as far as leadership, let's take the aside from the political aspect of it, just stick with the college sports and leadership, and we've got these conferences going in different directions. Do you think that as we progress into giving these kids more money with the licensing and the name imaging and all that stuff, that maybe through all of this there could be some good come of it or and have some type of uniformity in terms of national college leadership or does it just reek too much of the pros and presidents don't want to get over that line? Well, president, uh, college presidents don't like to give up their power. Individual commissioners, um, conference commissioners don't like to give up their power. But yes, I think it has to go in that direction. I, I think players are going to demand that. I wonder if you won't see a number of players if there aren't 
uh, you know, if there isn't a fall season in football, just say, you know what, I'm going to go to the NFL if they're eligible to do so. Why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you just go ahead and skip spring football if you're talented enough? It would cost you money in the short term, but maybe it's time to do that. Um, I think that makes sense. I'm not really sure that it will happen. It it makes sense to have a, a an actual commissioner running the whole show rather than trying to herd cats, which is basically what you know what Mark Emmert has to do in the NCAA. When the Pac-12 shut down, they shut down uh, all the way through the first of the year, which impacts mm-hmm. the start of the college basketball season and non-conference games, which, you know, they're not that big a deal, but it's still something, and it's starting to get into the next basketball season. Do you, Have you heard anything about other leagues even discussing that? Obviously, ACC basketball is really important to that conference, a big part of their identity. Any discussion about that, or is it all eyes on football right now? I think right now they're just trying to sort out the mess that is with that they have on their hands with football, um, and also the fact that it, it's sobering for them to look at it and realize they're going to expect now college athletes to play what twenty four, twenty five games in a in a shorter amount of time. That's not healthy either. None of it's healthy, <laughs> and, um, uh, let alone on a on a normal schedule. So uh, I think right now they're just trying to get through that. I think. Um, Basketball is—they're just kind of waiting to see how that how it all shakes out. Where where is the country in six months? Cindy Boren, sports reporter for the Washington Post, joining us. Cindy, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Great to be with you. All right, there it is, kind of a uh, perspective sitting in the middle of Big Ten and ACC country, kind of overlapping right there with Maryland and Virginia, and. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, it, I think she just kind of confirms what you said uh, earlier, PK. It's on target for now, but it's very much hanging in the balance. There's just there's no guarantees going forward. I I don't know if I'll really a hundred percent believe that there, it's going to happen until we get to game week. I don't think I need to see them running on the field, but I guess if they're practicing on Monday, the odds of it happening go way up. All right, I can buy that. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense if we get to that point. I want to see us get to that point. I would like to see them try and then uh, make adjustments, but it's easy for me to say I don't have to bear any of the consequences of saying, yeah, let's play ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, right. I mean, they're not a penny of my money that's on the line, and you can argue there's a penny of my money on the line by not having them play. So, obviously, I'm going to be biased, plus I'm a fan. I was thinking about this. You know, college football is a sport that is probably number one if I were to rank my sports interest, it would be oh. college football number one and then any playoff number two. Really? So if you went if you went the calendar year. What about ba- I, what about just major league baseball? You love baseball. You played baseball you played on a high school baseball team, it's in your blood. It is, but I would rather watch an NFL playoff game versus a regular season MLB game. Hmm? I elevate the playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB playoffs. Uh, conference tournaments, NCAA tournament. I put them above. As I put college football over here and then playoffs, wherever playoffs go. And if you start calendar year, the first in January is NFL playoffs. I, I have no rooting interest, but I never miss an NFL playoff game if I can help it. And the funny thing is I love college football so much, but I rank its postseason last. <laughs> 
That's because it's not exactly real. <laughs> and it's the same teams uh. now. We've got this this playoff, and it's six teams vying for four spots, basically, maybe eight. Uh, I never believed that Utah was going to get in. I took all sorts of crap for what I wrote and said last year in November. That they, they don't have any chance to get in this thing. And I, and, I, and I kept some stuff that I do just because I'm a deranged person. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to remind PK every single day that he was wrong. Well, it turns out I was right, and he doesn't remind me of anything. Uh, and so I never felt that they were going to get in anyway. Uh, and I think it's a bogus system. And it's a bias system, in which bogus probably is the same thing as bias. So interesting that I love college football, but yet I hate its postseason. And, and I'm a playoff junkie. doesn't matter what playoff sport. I love the, the nature of the playoffs. NBA is going to start here soon. I'm all in. I just I love the playoff. But, yeah, I'm going to miss it. And so I'm biased. I mean, I want it to come back because I love it. You know, it's interesting that, um, that you, you always say, you know, everybody's got some built-in biases, right? You, you view everything through your life experiences, and you experience some stuff and you didn't experience others, so there's just going to be some bias baked in. And a lot of the blowback, not, not from everybody, but there is a lot of blowback that, you know, the media doesn't want this to happen, which doesn't make any sense because this is what the media does, and we've all been around people who've lost their jobs taking pay cuts, been furloughed, seen papers shut down. You know, D- Dave Fox worked at a TV station that literally shut down and went off the air. <laughs> so I worked at a radio station that did the same thing. We've all been there, and people will remind us, it's going to cost you your job. Like, we're all really aware of that. We've all lived it, you know? And so, but I heard someone on one of the national shows over the weekend I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the national shows when I was flipping around saying the media's got a bias baked in. They, despite everything you're hearing, they want this to happen. A, they're fans and they just love the sport so they wouldn't be doing this. And B, they know it impacts the bottom line for the company they work for. And so we're, you know, as, as a group, not maybe individually, maybe individually, but as a group, we're certainly taking heat for being too negative and wanting this to happen. But uh, this host was saying, oh, we, we got a baked-in bias. He says, this shouldn't be happening. There's plenty of medicine out there, but we want it to happen. So we want to keep the door open. I thought that was an interesting take that kind of went against the grain right there. But okay. at the end of the day, you and I are both college football fans. And if one of the Power Five leagues plays and the game's on TV, are you and I going to watch it? Yes. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's not going to mean as much to me. I totally agree. Totally agree. A random because I'm a Pac-12 dude. Yeah, right. Right. But if, the, if they play the Oklahoma-Texas game, we're going to watch the Oklahoma-Texas game. Now, I don't know if we'll sit through Iowa State and Kansas, but we'll watch the Oklahoma-Texas game. And there's a bunch of SEC games I've already been watching. You know, For better or worse, those are the top 10 teams in the country. Usually, they're half of them. Whether they are or they aren't. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 in the zone. Uh, PK, you were saying earlier you want reaction from Ute fans. This is their team. This is a family tradition, going to games, going up there and tailgating, hanging out with friends from college, hanging out with people from work or the neighborhood or whatever, your cousins, and it's gone. How are you hanging on? Where are you? All right, we'll get to it next. DJ and PK. Ow! 
Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Damian Lillard becomes only the second NBA player to have three 60-point games in the same season. Will Chamberlain and Damian Lillard. Will and Dame, that's the list. He had 61 points as the Blazers beat the Mavericks 134 to 131. Portland now eighth in the West. Spurs keep their faint playoff hopes alive by beating the Houston Rockets 123 to 105. Also, the Suns are a perfect 7 and 0 in Orlando. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers 130 to 117. And PK spoke it into existence. The NBA will have all seeding games team and a player of the seeding games. They're going to have a first team and a second team, five players each. This is no longer a joke. This is now officially a real thing. That's your Back to Basketball update, presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 128 of the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. Same reasons you didn't what, become what? a paleontologist. Why do you crack a smile and well, then make just, a joke? I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a couple reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fail miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So, yeah, there are just a couple reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like, you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no, I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor? 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. A clean home is a healthy home, and right now, Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention DJ and PK when you call, and you get a fourth room clean for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning at 801-288-9376. Question of the morning up on our Facebook page, Utah fans. In specific, how are you feeling? College football. Stopped. And Christy says, numb. I saw it coming, but we just keep on taking hits. And she's got a gif of somebody getting hit in the face by a shovel. Oh, ow. I know, right? I don't know what the movie is, uh, but it's off of AMC. I can see the little, uh, the little water bug, that little mark down there in the corner. So, David says, I say break from the ranks and schedule your own playing. It's not going to happen in the spring either. David's writing off the spring already. I can't say I'm 100% with you, David, but I'm 90% of the way there. It, it seems like really low odds they'd be able to pull that off. What's the point at that point? Yeah, it'll impact the next season. Yeah. Instead of trying to rig it, you might as well just go and do a, uh, a regular thing in its true form in 2021. I mean, you're you're that much closer to actually getting it done. Matthew says, I'm feeling better than Cougar fans. Get the south end zone done now. Expedite the process. <laughs> I have no idea why you would feel better than Cougar fans. That makes no sense to me. They might have games. 
I mean, they may not. It may all fall apart before he gets there. So then but why would you games. feel better than Cougar fans? That's the whole point. They might have games. Exactly. Why would you feel better than Cougar fans? I they wouldn't. might have games. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. But Matthew does. But that doesn't make any sense. The, the explanation of they might have games, that's not, that's exact opposite. That's why you would feel worse. Yes, but the Cougars clearly might have games. That was not in his statement. I threw that in there. but uh, I understand that, yeah. but that's not why you would feel better than Cougar fans. I would think right well, now you'd fans feel worse than Cougar fans. Ultimately, yes. they may end up all feeling the same. Ultimately, that may be how it be. But right now. Right. Right now. But no one is going to feel better than the other. Right. Uh, Jeffrey says, I'm rolling my tickets to next year and saving some cash. It is what it is. Oh, you no, you're not saving some cash. You're just gonna turn around and spend that on <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously discretionary income, so you're not need, using it to pay bills. So I don't think you're gonna take it and then pay down the principal on your mortgage. It's not happening. Forget that. Was that David? You're full of crap. That was Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you're even more full of crap. Uh, Matthew says, I'm depressed. Janice says, I'm sad. I'm way sad. There's never been a season of that, like this in my entire life, as with everybody's lives. Right. Ever, ever. And the Utes, man, they're flying high. They graduated 87 guys, 42 of which went to the NFL, and they're still picked by many teams to many places to be ranked to finish second. You're finishing second. That means you're in the race. So you got a shot to finish first. I mean, they're just getting oodles and oodles of respect. Oodles. Matthew Castleton sends us a gif. The mom from the Golden Girls saying, I'm depressed and I need a cookie. Well, Matthew Castleton, I understand that. The Castletons, they are known as great Ute fans over the years. I love the Castletons. Do you actually know them, or are you mocking? I'm not mocking the Castletons. Yeah. Everybody knows the Castletons. The Smith girl married into the Castleton family. What are you talking about? Brooks says, I'm sad. I'm hoping the Cougars stick with it. Three games still on deck, and I'll take what I can get at this point. No, we didn't. You are... No, this is a president. This is a primary, and under the rules, you have to be a Ute fan. So you're not eligible to have an opinion if you're a Cougar. <laughs> you can't you vote outside your party. Specific. No, in you this have case, been declared ineligible. No, in this particular instance, you are. Andrew, BYU fan here. This sucks. No, <laughs> Andrew. No, we didn't ask you. But out. This is specifically for Ute fans. How you hanging on? Where are you? And what can we do to make you fans happy now? Now, Cougars, you're welcome. <laughs> now you're welcome in. You just yes. opened the primary? Well, now it's general election. Okay. So you can vote for whoever you want. Now it's Cougar fans, whomever fans. What can we do to make you fans happy this morning? Because... Their conference season had been taken away. Utah and Oregon were going to play in a rematch. Who wasn't looking forward to that? Uh, my gosh. Yeah, and see what Utah can do this year? It would have been so fun. And then, Because if they could have rolled out, then we'll just go with the 10-game season that they were planning to play after the revision. If they could have rolled out an 8-2, and two, you got yourselves a freaking powerhouse. 
Yes, that would have been awesome. It's also more than uh, most of the odds makers and the preseason predictions were giving them, but those things aren't always spot well, on anyway. That's why I said so, that. Yeah. A lot of if people had them five, and five, six, and four. Eight and two would have, been, it would have been sensational. And I actually did see some of those predictions saying that they would lose the games early, which are, are middle of the season, and beat USC and Oregon at home in the last two games, which would have well, that doesn't, that doesn't been make outrageous. Any sense to me. A uh, younger team getting better as the season goes along. And people uh, saying, you know, the thing is that the whole intimidation fact, I guess you're still playing in elevation, right? And for the altitude and fatigue or whatever, I guess. Um, but they would have been playing their best ball at the end of the year and would have taken them down. Well, okay, the, the other teams would have been playing their best ball at the end of the year, too. Dang it. That's like injuries. Oh, injuries have just uh, decimated. But, the but other they would have been under pressure because they were trying to clinch the division. I don't know. doesn't yeah. matter at this point anyway. It's not happening. That you had a chance to really break out. It's so it is, and and I don't like depression on all and any level. And this this is an outlet for so many of us to enjoy. We've been doing this for years, and particularly you and me. You know, Monday we recap. Tuesday we start to look forward a little bit. Wednesday we have the same guys on each time during the week, and it just there's a natural flow to it. And you wake up and it's Thanksgiving. And because uh, of where, man, where did that go? And now, to not have it, man, this is, this is a major blow. To me, personally, and my bias, this is the biggest blow to date. And I know for others it would be the NCAA tournament and all, and it's just a personal preference. And so, you know, whatever your personal preference is. But to me, this was the biggest, this is the biggest blow. I don't, and for the life of me, I don't understand why they had to do it so soon. Jeff says, being in a conference did not save Utah's season. Pretty funny how, pretty funny after how the fans acted. What's funny? Well, because uh, you, not all the U fans, but a segment of the U fans were saying, oh, He's BYU's an independent. Needles right BYU's an independent, so now they're not going to have games. Is what they need to get in a conference. They think they're all that. Now we'll be over here playing the Pac-12, feeling good about ourselves. And now the Pac-12 isn't playing, and BYU, at least for the moment, is scheduled to play. Scheduled to play three games? Yep. With, uh, is a fourth coming? Yak, are you working your sources? What do you know? So I reported over the weekend that Dixie State's already been talking to them about a game potentially, so that'd be an FCS game. And then Jake Edmonds over at KUTV2 saying that there's going to be an announcement today at some point from BYU about a G5 opponent. I would assume that's probably a home game, but... We'll see. So up to five now, it looks like. Oh, they schedule 25. That mean they're going to play one. You know, and, that, and that's the truth. There's still a long <laughs> way to go here so, before you actually kick it off. So they, they, there's never any issue about them getting games. Do I have to just keep saying this? Yes. Yes, you do. Every day. <laughs> you have Every to. Every day. As a matter of fact, I'm, very, I'm not sure about a lot of things right now, but I'm sure about that. I mean, we've been saying it for close to a month. Nobody yeah. wants to play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. That's that's not the issue. It's actually getting out on the field and saying downset hike. That's the issue, not the games. And I realize once they get a, an agreement, it is news. I'm not denying that. And so, oh, that's intriguing. I mean, the Navy thing certainly was a little bit of a jolt, and it's fun to talk about. But unless it's played, who cares? And get it get it done. And I would like to see then if they don't play it now, keep the schedule. 
or keep keep the commitment, the contract, whatever they did, if they signed it, whatever it might be. You know, it seems like a really good game to play Navy, uh, uh, particularly for really anybody for that matter. But if you're you're not a Power Five and BYU technically isn't, Navy's a great game. Who wouldn't want to play them? And especially if you got an opportunity to play them back there and take your kids back there and experience it. I haven't been there, but if it's if it's like the Air Force Academy, which I've been many many times over, get them over there, man. That'll give you some respect for uh, the country, for young people who are doing the right thing, all those types of things, and. It's the, that that would be a marvelous experience. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then then that's even beyond the field. Then if they actually get out on the field, and we're sitting down on Labor Day and watching that ball game at 6 o'clock, capping off uh, a weekend, a holiday weekend, that would, man, that would be sensational. T. Levitt Y fan tweets at us, what are the odds of BYU plays Navy? Which ticks off the NCAA, which leads to an 81-game suspension for Yoli. Comedy. I like it. I don't... Why would the NCAA be ticked off? Oh, he's just still upset that Yoli Child sat for all those games early in the year. Oh. Okay. I don't think the NCAA would be upset with that. I think the NCAA has taken a hands-off policy, for better or worse, towards football, and it's going to be up to conferences and to schools, and they're going to do what they do, and the NCAA is just going to let them do what they do. Not getting Yoli out there to play those nine games, I don't discount that. But in the end, it really didn't matter as far as your NCAA seating because there wasn't any of that stuff. Right. So, it would have been fun for Yoli just to play in the nine games. Of course it would yeah. have been, yeah. And I don't deny that possibility and that uh, real, who, who wants to sit out nine games? Nobody, yes. Yeah, so. But it ended up being a great season to the degree they were able to play. You know, the, the wins, the excitement, and then the, the big win over Gonzaga. It was, it was good. It was trending in the right direction. Then it just stopped. Right, and so that's how you're going to remember this season uh, in that way. But I would think you fans would want to see BYU play. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's just too much bitterness and hatred and screw them. If we're not playing, I don't want them to play. Ah, but it's, it's, a, it's a game. What the heck? I would like to see right – now I'm, I'm hoping that BYU plays. And, and then the, these other – these two conferences, you got all your stuff and – Maybe because maybe who's to say if they get the football and it is you're going to probably have a few outbreaks like baseball's had because baseball is such a traveling sport. It's not in the one central location, right, as college football would be. So my thought is from the positive standpoint is that this thing is pulled off and these kids, they're all doing all the protocols necessary and there's very few outbreaks. It's minimal and the sport can go on. And who's to say at that point, the Pac-12 then can't turn around and say, hey, well, we can start stuff December 1st. And that would be January 1st. That'd be interesting. It seems outside the box thinking now, but as I've said multiple times, this is the first time most of us have lived through a pandemic. So it's boxes. Telling me definitively what's going to happen 90 days out, you, know, you, you can tell me you're pretty sure what's going to happen, but definitively, that seems like a reach. So. Yeah, if, if these other guys pulled it off and it worked well, maybe they can speed up there and we can get a return to basketball and whatever sports else out there that they can start instead of January 1, move it up. 
Larry Scott's quote, we know the situation's going to improve. We're optimistic. We're going to exhaust every possibility and leave open that opportunity for our student-athletes and our programs. So, yeah, change your mind. Even though you've said January 1, if you can move it up, say December 1, good for you. If that's the way things trend. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network Analyst, joins us coming up at 9 o'clock. It's been a long four months. Welcome. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 